Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And those who are ill-treated, as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honoured by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexual, sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same, yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burnt outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifice God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden for that would be of no benefit to you. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honourably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. So the first day of 2017. And what of the future? What lies ahead of us? What are our expectations, our hopes? our concerns, our plans. In a sense, we've been here before, 2016. If you look back on it now, with its good times and its bad, 
sadly a year with many trials and troubles, many difficulties and disappointments, certainly on the world scene in all sorts of ways. I read, and I won't repeat them lest they depress you, seven worrying symptoms of a decaying world. But then Henry Francis Light in his old hymn, Abide With Me, puts it, Change and decay in all around I see. It's a gloomy picture, isn't it? Of Aleppo. What a mess. It reminded me a bit of when I was a boy growing up on the edge of London and of some of the scenes after the Blitz there. How tragic. We never learn. Things seem to get worse. We are in a decaying world. But how does Francis Light's hymn go on? Well, the next line is, Oh, thou who changest not, abide with me. And we're lifted above the gloom and depression and disappointment to the Lord Jesus Christ, the unchanging one in the midst of change and decay. And that's tremendous. That's the good news. That's the encouragement that I want to seek to bring to you this morning. The church I grew up in in South Woodford, where I was converted as, as an eight-year-old boy, the pastor there would always say when he began to preach, so I'm going to say it now, I invite you to take your Bibles and turn again to Hebrews chapter 13 that we read just now. You might not have a Bible, it might be an iPad these days or a phone, but look at the verse again. Here's the verse that stands before us. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. You can take your Bible and you can read that in 1,700 languages, as yet they can't do that. They've nothing of the Bible to look at. No translation work has started. So you might pray for Bible translation, that people will get God's Word and be able to read it. But here we are in the, in, in the book of Hebrews, and our text is one of those standalone texts. You can have it on a little motto card. You, you can stand it on your mantelpiece. It's great text. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. But we ought to put it in its context, did we not? From the book of Hebrews. Warren Wiersbe comments that when the book of Hebrews was penned, the world was in turmoil and society seemed to be shaking. God gives his word. Campbell Morgan, who was the minister of Westminster Chapel before Martin Lloyd-Jones, wrote a gem of a commentary on Hebrews. Probably can't get it now. It's very thin, but it's worth having. And he entitled it, God's Last Word to Man. That's Jesus. In a sense, God has nothing more to say than Jesus. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, so is the whole of Scripture. Hebrews shows the Lord Jesus as superior to angels and men and the sacrificial system which points to him. 
And our text comes in the final part of Hebrews, these closing exhortations and remarks. But notice where it's set. Notice the verses either side of it. Notice, for instance, verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Church leaders who for the Hebrews had been good leaders, had been challenging leaders, but it seems, and certainly the commentators think, that many of them had died by this time. They'd gone on. But remember them. Remember them, they preach God's word to you. Remember their lives. Remember their faith in Jesus Christ, who's the same yesterday and today and forever. And then look at the verse that follows. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. There's a lot of false teaching around. We can easily be led astray from God's word. And then the challenge is here to stay with Christ, the unchanging one, in the midst of all the challenges of this life. So to our text, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And I want to say three things. Here is the first. Who is spoken of here? Jesus Christ. A couple of days before Christmas, I I took a funeral up in Shropshire. A funeral of a man you'd never have heard of called Griff Williams. A great friend of mine, 91 years of age, he'd been called home. He'd been a school teacher. When he started teaching, he taught in the same school all his working life. He started something called the Herbs, Early Rising Bible Searches. This was a secondary modern school in Shrewsbury, and he invited the boys to come into school, before school, to read the Bible. He used the Scripture Union passage of the day, then he talked to them and prayed with them. In the winter more came than in the summer, you'd expect, but he did that all his teaching life. He had boys coming in, half a dozen or twenty or whatever it was, and he would open up God's word for them. He was a great example to me, a great encourager to me, a great friend to me for over 54 years. Then he got frail. He had a massive stroke. He was taken in, into a nursing home and he languished for three years. And then he was called home. A good friend gone. But... There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's him we're to think about. It's him we're to rely on. Griff Williams' hymn, we had at his funeral, his favorite hymn, How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It soothes his sorrows, heals his wounds, and drives away his fear. The Lord Jesus Christ. Think about him. Christmas has been the celebration of his birth. Let me ask you, how much did Christ center in your Christmas? Somebody wrote a book years ago called Christ Crowded Out. And so much of the razzmatazz of Christmas crowds out 
the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a tragedy. Jesus Christ. Who he is, he's called Jesus. Herbert Stevenson says this is the best loved name by Christian people of every generation. Yet he was rarely addressed by it, usually called Lord or Master. He was, in those days, a common name. Yeshua, Joshua, Jehovah is salvation. But a significant name for the Son of God. The angel tells Joseph, you'll call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus, Savior. The Gospels record his life and his ministry, his teaching and healing. The Gospels dwell upon his crucifixion, his death on the cross, and his glorious resurrection and ultimate ascension into heaven, Jesus Christ. Here's the official title, Christ, Messiah, Anointed One, Promised One. Remember what the angel said to the shepherds, Luke 2.11, To you is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Charles Wesley puts it, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, Hail the incarnate deity, Please as man with man to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. God with us. When the Lord Jesus spoke to the disciples and asked about who people said he was, he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when on an occasion many left the Lord Jesus, they didn't like his teaching, they went away from him. John 6, 68, Jesus said to his disciples, will you also go away? And Peter answered, Lord, to whom else shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul preaching in the synagogue in Thessalonica declares it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. And he said, this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. If we see who he is, we see what he does. Let me remind you of four things that the Lord Jesus Christ does. He sustains creation. It isn't man who has this world in his hands. No, the old song has got it right. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Go back to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. God has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. And on to verse 3. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, Sustaining all things by his powerful word. He sustains creation. And we need to remember that in the midst of a changing world with all its scientific advances uh, and all the claims that are made and things that are said. He sustains creation. 
He saves sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hebrews 7.25 says he's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. He saves sinners. So the challenge is, has he saved you? I've said already it was when I was an eight-year-old boy in a children's mission back in South Woodford that the Lord saved me. My life changed from that point on. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your Savior? How glorious if on this first day of 2017 you came to know Jesus Christ and you put your trust in him. He saves sinners. He sanctifies the church. Our Lord Jesus is building his church. I will build my church. He's at work in the lives of his people. And that's glorious. Hebrews 4 again tells us we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. We have one who was tempted in all points as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He sanctifies the church. God disciplines us, Hebrews 12:10, for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. He wants a holy people. I, I read a comment, I think it was one of the commentaries, may even have been of Campbell Morgan's that I referred to, that uh, when someone spoke to uh, crowds and said, be free, they cheered. But when he said, be pure, they groaned and didn't want to listen. God wants holy people, pure people. The Lord Jesus sanctifies the church. And he sits as supreme judge. Hebrews 1.8 again, but about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. The Lord will judge his people. He's appointed a day when he will judge the world. Jesus Christ dwell on him. And then secondly, if we see who the text speaks of, Jesus Christ, what does it tell us? Jesus Christ is the same. He's the one who is unchanging. Before we moved, I was told that uh, LED bulbs were a lot uh, cheaper in the long run. They were dear to buy, but they burn a lot less electricity. I'm not a salesman, but uh, a lot less electricity, and they last a lot longer. So I went to a well-known stores, and I, I bought a stack of LED bulbs, and we put them in our lights. Actually, we've done the same here in Long Crendon, too. But uh, back in Marlow, I needed two more. They were still on offer, a pound off if you bought two. So I went back to the same store. They'd gone. They hadn't really gone. They'd moved them. So am I hunting around the store looking? Why don't they change things around? Why don't they leave them where they are? They'd all changed. Well, that's perhaps a a mini example. But uh, what's worse is that people change, don't they? 
Sometimes people that we got on well with, that we're friendly with, that, that, that we do things together with, suddenly seem to, to turn against us. Or to ignore us. Or bypass us. It's an awful thing, isn't it? David knew that, the psalmist. And prophetically, he spoke of the Lord Jesus, who knew the same. Psalm 41, 9. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. How awful. Jesus will never do that. He is the same. He is unchanging. Always the same. W.S. Plummer commenting on this text says, His state is very different now from what it was on earth, but his character never varies. He is unchanging in his nature, truth, doctrine, counsels, and kingdom. Unchanging, our Lord Jesus Christ. Horatio Bonus hymn says, I change, he changes not. The Christ can never die. His love, not mine, the resting place. His truth, not mine, the tie. He's the same. He's the same in his person. The eternal Son of God. Isn't it nice when you know folks who don't change? I was uh, friendly years ago with a guy called Claude Trigger. He's an FIC pastor. Good few years older than me. I used to meet with him once a month. And we would share fellowship together. He had some tough times. He had throat cancer in the end. And that for a preacher is quite tough. So he couldn't preach anymore. He had this electronic gadget he put to his throat and would talk. And I used to visit him once a month to talk and to pray with him. And he was such a help. I used to ring the doorbell. He's always the same. He'd swing open the door and he'd smile at me and he'd say, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord, wherefore standest thou without? Never changed. It's wonderful. It's a great memory. He's in glory now. But I thank God for him and for his friendship. Jesus is the same in his person. He said to the annoyance of the Pharisees, John 8:58. Before Abraham was, I am. He's the eternal Son of God. The psalmist says, Psalm 1226, They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will change them, and they'll be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. And when the Lord Jesus ascended, into heaven and the disciples stood watching him and go up into heaven remember the angels came they said this same Jesus shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go he is the same think about his position as the unchanging one always the same the same in his person, the same in his perfections, his attributes. The attributes of God are the attributes of the Lord Jesus Christ, including this one, which is, the, the big word is immutability. 
God is unchanging in his character, will, and covenant promises. He's the same. His presence. We read in verse 5 of chapter 13 where he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Or as he said uh, to the disciples assembled in Matthew 28 verse 20, Surely I will be with you always. Remember that. Whatever happens tomorrow and next week and next month, the Savior promises, I'll be with you always. All the way my Savior leads me. And that's glorious. Remember, his word is the same. Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. We're told in Psalm 119. He keeps his promises You can feed on his word. You're to submit to his word because his word is unchanging. His power is unchanging. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, make disciples. He gives strength to the weary. He encourages, he provides, he guides. And think of this, his love is unchanging I have loved you with an everlasting love, he says in Jeremiah 31, verse 3. How wonderful to know that. His great love for us. Dwell on that. And his holiness is the same. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, for endless days. How wonderful. And he's the same in his purposes. He's working out his purposes. Ephesians 1.11 tells us about him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. What his will is will be carried out. And nothing will thwart that. He is working to an end. He said today when he would judge the world with justice, we're told, by the man he has appointed, our Lord Jesus. So there's that lovely hymn by and a wearing in heavenly love abiding. No change my heart shall fear, and safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar without me, my heart may low be laid, but God is round about me, and can I be dismayed? How wonderful. He works his purposes up. He is the rock of ages. And then thirdly, when Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do you remember the old ever-ready batteries? Perhaps not. A long time ago, ever-ready batteries. I remember cycling home as a schoolboy. You know, these little clip-on lights in those days that went on the front of your bike and your back. And the policeman stepped out in front of me and stopped me. He said, have you seen your front light? Well, it was on. But the glow, you know, well, it was almost non-existent. It was a light. You couldn't see it, really. Ever ready? And then if you left them in the the, uh, cycle lamp too long... And then you turned them on and it didn't work at all. And you took the top off and you pulled it out. There was all this acidy stuff seeping down the battery and rotting your bicycle lamp. 
ever ready? Never ready. I'm told that uh, in 1980, they rebranded or rebadged as Energizer. Our Lord Jesus Christ is ever ready. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. Think about the permanence. Think about the past. He's the same yesterday. I could uh, take you to a spot in Epping Forest, not far from where I grew up. And there's a, just in from the plain into the trees, underneath a, a decaying hornbeam tree, is a large granite block. And on the front, there's a bit of a, a plaque carved out. There's a caravan there. And it, it, it says, to the memory of Gypsy Rodney Smith. You may never have heard of Gypsy Smith. I guess it's near where I grew up. That's how I know a bit about him. For over 70 years, he conducted evangelistic campaigns in this country and in America till he died on board ship going to America in 1947. And his remains are now under that granite block in Epping Forest. What's more significant is that uh, there's a text on the granite block and it comes from Numbers 23:23, because it's in the authorised version. Okay, so this is what it says. What hath God wrought? What hath God wrought? Oh, go back to the NIV. See what God has done. Actually, it's... Uh, uh, a quote from uh, what Balaam says, Numbers 23, 23, echoing what will be said about Israel. Balaam's been employed to uh, curse Israel, but he can't do it. No, no. He has to say, it will be said, see what God has done. And when you look back in the past... See what's happened. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. See his work in this world. See his hand upon Israel. See the spreading of the gospel. See the life and growth of the church down through the years. See what God has done. The past is the same yesterday and the present. Today, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. We're not living in the past. We're dealing with what matters now, with what is relevant to you and to me here this morning. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2 says, Now is the day of salvation. It's not too late this morning to come to Christ to trust the Saviour. Now is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. He is at work today. And what about the future? He's the same yesterday and today and forever. Isn't that glorious? 
Those who know me well know that uh, when I read a book, I don't advise you to do this, but I do it. I, I, I usually look at the end first. I want to know how a book ends. If it, if it ends and they all lived happily ever after, if the ending's good, I'll read it. If I don't like the ending, if it's one of these modern endings that you're left not knowing where you are, or one of these books they used to produce when you could choose your own ending, I don't want that. I want a book that's got a good ending. This book's got a good ending. It's glorious. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's wonderful. One of my favorite verses is the last verse of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. Goodness and mercy now, every day, all the days of my life. And what a future. Heaven. The good things God has prepared for those that love him. All the troubles past then. All the sorrows gone then. All the questions we've got and the things you don't understand. That'll all be sorted then. What a glorious future is ours. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. I'm safe in his hands for time and eternity. And that is glorious. So there's my text for you to take. What will you do with it? This is the word of God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. It's a text of great comfort. If you're in trouble and need, cast yourself on him. Trust him. Go with him. It's a text of great challenge. If you're going your own way, if you're turning against him, if you're living to please yourself, for you must face him one day. The first sermon I ever preached, I was about 16, sermon, I don't know if it really was a sermon, it was an out-and-out mission in Bow in East London. And uh, there I was, poor little lad, up front to preach. I won't tell you what I preached on, but... Uh, what I've never forgotten about that service is there was an old man, an old gentleman there. He came up the front to sing. And he, he, he sang a piece about the Lord Jesus. And about the Lord Jesus being on trial before Pilate. Jesus is standing in Pilate's hall, friendless, forsaken, betrayed by all. He sang this piece and the chorus, it was the chorus that struck me. What will you do with Jesus? Neutral you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, what will he do with me? Jesus. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word, for that tremendous statement which draws attention to your Son, our Saviour, and challenges us to trust him,
and obey him all the days of our life, knowing that in him we are secure for time and eternity. Help us to respond to your word we pray. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen.